Today on Kingdom Rock Radio. So Jesus connects us to Adam. And when I say he connects us to Adam, I don't want you to think about Adam in death, but I want you to think he takes you back to Adam before there was sin. And that's where your mindset has to get if you're going to walk in and take, I mean, and take what God has for you, that when Christ connects me to these people, he's connecting me to Adam before sin. Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to bring you a part two of the message entitled Christ, the Covenant Connection by Pastor Samuel Hudson, Jr., we had another dynamic time in the Word of God today, and I want you to hear this message. I know it's going to bless your heart. Remember, if you would like to hear part number one, just log on to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. If you already have the Kingdom Rock app, well, you know it's already there. All right, everybody. Without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, Christ, the Covenant Connection, part number two right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Everybody doing okay this morning? Hallelujah. It's an awesome pleasure to be back in the house of God today. Hallelujah. Good God. Sister Gwen, Minister Gwen, I was sitting over there and heard that hallelujah jump out back there. I said, praise God. <laughs> I hadn't seen you in a long time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're going we're gonna to continue talking. We started a, a lesson, um, what was it, a week or so ago on Christ, our covenant connection. And I guess today would be part two of that. And you will, you can turn to Galatians chapter three. Galatians chapter three. We're going to do some reading. Galatians chapter three. And if we get get through all this. We have a number of scriptures that we're going to touch on, but Galatians chapter 3 verses 7 through 21. Galatians 3, 7 through 21. Hallelujah. We want to thank God for my wife being with me this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that old gentleman back there, that's my dad right there, Elder Nathan Hudson. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. Seemed kind of strange. I was a little boy following him around when he was going around preaching, and now he kind of going with me to preach a couple places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Hallelujah. We serve a great God and an awesome God. Hallelujah. And I think the more we know that, the the more we can kind of receive from God when we kind of know more about him. You know what I mean? Kind of have an idea of what he has for us and what he's done for us. And we don't, don't have to kind of, we don't have to go to God like, like we're trying to work something out, you know? Don't have to go to God like you're trying to make a deal with God. You know, you know a lot of times Christians go like that. You go like you're trying to make a deal with God. Well, you know, God, I gave you a show enough good praise last week. <laughs> And, and I'm just expecting because I did this real good shout. I need something special from you. Instead of realizing that it's already been bought, it's already been purchased. We almost go to God in, in, a, in a way like, you know, um, like we're trying to make a deal. You know, instead of going to God, we're like, this is my father and he's given me some things. He, he's given me some things. Remember, he's given us 
All that he has, he's given to us. And just, just that mindset alone helps us in receiving from God. That, that's one of the biggest problems that people have, uh, getting miracles and, and different things from God, because most people don't feel like they deserve it. Don't feel like God wants you to have it. You know, a bunch of crazy preachers. I don't know where they come from. A whole bunch of crazy stuff, you know what I mean? You have you feeling like, you know, just God trying to kill you. Every time you make a misstep, he got five lightning bolts trying to hit you. Now, if God is the God that I know, I don't think he would miss. You know what I mean? Because if that was the case, as crazy as I've been, he throwed a bunch of them at my feet, and I know he wouldn't have missed me all the old times that I've missed the mark. But, you know, people teach you stuff like that, and then, you know, you kind of, you trying to approach God real easy. <laughs> you kind of ease up on God, you know? you know. I mean, really, though, I mean, you know, think about the same God that they want you to come and worship and give your money. You're almost afraid he got a machine gun getting ready to kill you. I mean, just, just think for me, the stuff you hear when you go to church, and I always talk about the funerals, you know, I got, I just my pet peeve, you just hear some of the most crazy stuff, and the same people want you to come fall at the altar and worship this God, well, it sounds like he's trying to kill me. He just killed grandmama, and he just killed Aunt Lulu, you know what I mean? And you know you might get cancer, too, he gonna teach you something with cancer. You know he got to teach you a lesson, where the Bible tells me the Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. You know what I mean? But people give all these kind of sayings about Jesus, and then they expect you to come and serve him and give your life. I don't think I would do it. I mean, you do what you want to. I'm just telling you me. That's the God you're telling me to come to. And I don't work for it. Well, I work sometimes more than 40 hours. You want me to come break all that off to him, and he's trying to suicide me. He's trying to keep that don't, that don't match up. I mean, just, just thankful. Does that make any sense? A man that said he loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. I mean, I'm talking about gave his son from Calvary, on Calvary to die. I mean, he just didn't die a regular death. I mean, an embarrassing, a horrible torture. It wasn't really a death. It was more than a, mur a murder. It was a torturing situation for hours that he endured just so that we could come back and have life. You know what I mean? And you're going to stand up here and say, you saying it in Jesus' name that he's trying to kill me. He just killed my grandmama and everything. See, I got a problem with that. You, you kind of misrepresent my God. Amen. The same way I know my dad. You know, if somebody would stand up and say stuff about my dad, I mean, well, I'm getting older. And I, all of them years I've been alive, over 40 years, I mean, I know some things about my dad. And I would stand up and say, you know, that's just not Nathan Hudson. Well, it's time for ministers and Christians to start standing up and say, that's just not the God that we serve that you're talking about. You're, you're misrepresenting him. So I think as we read the word of God today, we're going to find out some things about God. And I want us as sons and daughters and children of God to realize that God has created everything for us. Hallelujah. And you don't have to be bashful or timid about what you want from God. You don't have to go to God like God is on some kind of welfare system with God. You know, it's me again. And if you got a few hundred dollars, you can spare me. <laughs> what kind of foolishness is that? I mean, just think how Christian people talking. Oh, I met a preacher at work with this preacher, and he thought he was being all spiritual. He was just, just like, well, you know, when I go to these churches, these preachers just have the money. That's all they want. I don't take up no offer. I don't ask them to you know, give me no money, you know what I mean? Because uh, I got a job, and I work. I said, well, brother, you crippling the people. Amen. It ain't about you. They trying to put seed in good ground. They trying to operate in the principle, and you, you blocking what God want to do. But it's foolishness. 
No, pe people call that being humble. I'm just humble. No, you foolish. That's just foolish. And my wife been trying to help me. That's stupid. That ain't PC, is it? But that's stupid. God, I need you to bless me, but you ain't going to put nothing in the pot. God, I want you to bless the people, but you're going to block the people from giving. Yeah. Well, let's read some scripture before y'all get mad at me. Good God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's crazy insane to listen to how people talk. And if you don't watch it, you'll end up talking that same way. And the sad thing about it is that your very life is at stake. I've seen so many Christians die before their time. I see so many Christians, I'm talking about they'll shout the walls down, they'll shake, shake, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it for Jesus. <laughs> and can't pay a light bill, can't, good God Almighty, got three spare tires on the car, and um, I mean, <laughs> don't sound like, don't sound right, Pastor. I mean, that's my dad, I'm talking, he, he would let me know if I was wrong, I'm, it just don't sound right. When you read the Bible, do anybody still read the Bible? Well, they didn't trick you out of reading the Bible. <laughs> I mean, because when I start from Genesis and I go all the way through, it sounds like God had a good plan in mind. Amen. It sounds like God was bent on getting his people life. I mean, it sounds like he went to extreme measures to get us life. Even when Adam messed up, it's like, you know what? I already had a plan. I had a ram in the bush. One scripture tells me that before the, before the earth was founded, he already had the lamb slain. He had a way made for us to come back. So Satan was looking at when, when Adam messed up, he was kind of looking like, I got you now. But God said, I already got a plan of escape. I already got it figured out. Good God Almighty. That's the kind of God that we serve. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Let's read a little bit. You have Galatians chapter 3. Amen. Hallelujah. And just always just want to honor Pastor Shroud, Pastor Samiko. Hallelujah. Thank God. Not going to take a lot of time to do that, but thank God for everything they've did for me and my wife and the ministry that we started. Thank God. Just thank God. It's, wow. <laughs> thank God. You know, I got a couple of friends of mine and they still ain't caught on to it yet. It took me a while to understand about coverings and all that kind of thing, you know, because I wasn't more hard-headed, you know, kind of thought I knew everything. I'm like, what, what you mean about a covering? You know, because in my mind, what I thought a covering was, that's just you got some man you call your dad and you give him some money. <laughs> See, that, that's what I thought when I looked at it. Okay, covering, give him money, and he say, salah, salah, salah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I was doing a radio show and people asked me, well, who are your cover? Who's your covering, Pastor Hudson? I'm like, well, God, my covering. I got mad and I stood up real bold. God is my covering. God showed me what to do. God, I'm just, how foolish did I sound? <laughs> and you got Christians sound like that. You know what I mean? I don't need no man to tell me what to do. And he put on his pants just like I do. You know what I mean? And she a woman just like I'm a woman. But people are called, and that calling kind of specializes you whether you like it or not. Amen. And how much honor you show to your man of God has a great deal to do with how much you're going to receive from God. I know you don't want to hear it, but it's really true. If you can't honor the man, it's going to be hard for you to receive the words that come through his mouth. And I believe the men and women of God hold the words of life. Yeah, I mean, I don't come to church to play around. I don't come to church to be, we can have a family reunion and have some chicken if that's what we want to do. But I come to church to get a word, to be taught, to be taught and to teach God's people. So when you leave out, you leave out of here stronger than when you came. 
You know what I mean? That you leave out strong and better than when you can because you got work you got to do. You called, you got an assignment, and you can't go out of here with the devil and demons throwing bullets. Now, that's who's throwing bullets at you. Is the devil. See, they didn't talk you out of believing in the devil. You can't even say the devil. That ain't PC. I, I ain't trying to be PC. I'm trying to be biblically correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The government failing on every turn. I got some tithe in the ground. I got some seed in the ground. Good God Almighty, my stock gonna go up. <laughs> my dividends gonna go up. I hey, I ain't with that part. I got some other business going on. That's what the Bible tell me. That's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'm gonna believe. Hallelujah. I'm throwing showing some ground seed on good ground. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. You can talk like that when you know what you're doing. Hallelujah. I ain't up here trembling and scared. Oh, God, they talking about land. I will keep on talking. Hmm? Now, I ain't always talk like that. I told y'all in Bible study, didn't But I like to have a stroke one time, but I got laid off. Because <laughs> your faith ain't always on the level where it need to be. Don't think everybody's Superman every day. You know what I mean? Some days you just ain't believing. You need some part. I tell you this week, good God Almighty. I'm going to get in the word. Y'all give me a minute or two. I know this week, you know, we've been talking about healing. I had some stuff, and I found out what it was, but I had some stuff hit my leg. Wow, what was that? Maybe Monday or Tuesday? I don't, can't remember what day, but I mean, you know, most stuff I can get off of me by myself. <laughs> I mean, really, me and my faith and praying, I can get it off of me just pretty much pretty good. But that morning around about 6 or 7 o'clock, I guess, no, about 530 I mean, it would hit me, and I told you I don't like pain very much. And it, and it wasn't moving fast enough, so Pastor Shroud can witness. He probably got the text. I text my little clique of people and pastor. Y'all got to pray. Because <laughs> Pastor Hudson is over here hurting. Huh? Now, now, you may be one of those people that feel like the older you get, you just got to suffer with it, and, you know, you're getting older, and you're supposed to hurt. The devil is a lie. That ain't in the Bible nowhere. Well, you know, you got this, and you got that. Was a reason why we got this, and we got that. And I just don't believe that. So that pain would hit me. I done prayed about a good 30 minutes, and we're moving. I'm like, oh, I need some help. <laughs> so I called my prayer partner, and I text them. I text them. That's what I text them. I got them all on, on my little phone. I text them all on my little smartphone, and I was watching the clock. Ooh, I'm serious. I'm not playing no game. I was watching the clock. I said, Lord, I don't believe I received this. Now I'm getting my partners to join in faith with me. So I'm watching the clock. In about 10 or 15 minutes, that little stuff just left on up out of there. Yeah. But I was looking the clock, at the clock, and I was expecting for that to get up out of there. Yeah. Now, I'm just, just trying to tell you some things. You just have to have an expectation that it ain't supposed to be there. I'm not telling you that stuff won't happen in your life. But if you got an expectation that that's how it's supposed to be, you won't fight against it. If you think you're supposed to hurt and you're supposed to be sick and you're supposed to be the poorest one on the totem pole, then that's what you're going to have. But I dare you to believe God for more. I mean, really, though, I mean, we're talking about a man, God, Jehovah, Elohim, that, that's walking around. We down here tripping. He walking on streets of gold. You mean he can't break me off a little piece? I mean, you do read the Bible. That is Bible. Now, I ain't calling no scriptures, but I hope everybody read the Bible. That's Bible. He walking on streets of gold, and we supposed to go there. He can't break me off just a little corner. Huh? 
Got trees, they tell me, well, you just eat the leaves off the trees and it's going to be for the healing of the nation. And I'm supposed to be down here dying? Oh, no. You think my daddy, now, if I, my daddy had some jelly and some peanut butter in his house and I was out there starving up there in another town, I would make my way to his house and fix me a sandwich. Sandwich, but I mean sandwich in the country. I'm from Villarica. Sandwich. What am I saying? If my daddy got it, I'm not going to sit around here starving. And we as believers have been tricked by foolish people and we starving and we dying before our time. One thing because we haven't learned how to fight. Haven't learned how to fight the fight of faith. And it's hard to fight the fight of faith when you believe in wrong. You know what I mean? Because half the time you get sick, you feel like God trying to teach you something. You know what I mean? Or you feel like, well, this is my sin, you know, my sin. And sin will bring some stuff on. I ain't need a line. That's another lie they, they got in the world. You know, that, you know, Jesus paid a price for your sin. And yeah, it's, we talking about spiritual, eternal things. But if you keep touching the curse, it's still out there. Amen. You come up under the umbrella of Christ. He's giving you guidelines. Walk this way. It's a reason why. I'm like, Lord, why, why is all? You know, I was thinking about this. I'm like, Lord. The way people talk, it seems like you shouldn't even wrote the 66 books of the Bible. It seems like you should have just wrote maybe two verses, God is love and don't judge. <laughs> That's about all you hear people quote. They kill me on Facebook. They be beat me to death. You just judge. I said, it's more than those two scriptures in the Bible. Don't judge and God is love. Well, if that's all he wanted me to know, he could have. it wouldn't have took him 66 books for him to tell me those two lines. He did create the whole world. Hmm? Think about that. Now, that's all he wanted me to know is God is love and don't judge. And it took him six. I'd have been like, God, is you okay? It took you all, you know how y'all do your, your, your mates and spouse. It took you all that time to tell me this. <laughs> Saying all that, it must be more in the word of God than we've been led to believe. Amen. It must be some things hidden in there. If God will come out and make statements like I come that, I, that you might have life and, and have it more abundantly, it must be some reason why God would say that. It must be some reason why he would say, I wish above all things that you should prosper and be in health as well as your soul. It's a re he, he's just not talking to hear himself talk. The Bible tells me that he's Jehovah Yahweh. He's God all by himself, the self-existent, eternal God. He doesn't need help. So my praise and my applause are not helping him be God. So he's not just running off at the mouth, but it's something behind when he says it. Now, my job is going to have to be, I'm going to have to start digging in the book and find out what he's talking about. I don't think I can be a casual Christian and get this what we're talking about. I'm sorry. I may be wrong. Y'all fix me after I'm through tonight. Y'all talk to me after I'm through. I, I, I just don't think a casual Christian going to get this what God's talking about. Yes, you're going to go to hell. And if that's all you got saved for, then praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let me quit talking like that. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. <laughs> praise Jesus. If that's all you want, I mean, we ain't fight against that. But I believe according to the word of God is much more than we're supposed to have. Matter of fact, expected to have. I believe with your assignment that God has given you, you've got to have it. 
You've got to have. See, that's, that's why you get those people, they just pray what my old pastor Thomas used to say, uh, my four and no more. You know, you just worried about your house. That's because you don't know your purpose. You don't know you called to do something. All the devil got you confined and just worrying about a light bill and trying to keep your house. But it's some other stuff you're supposed to be doing. It's hard for me to be a blessing to somebody else when I'm stressed out about my little mess. My God. You got you to fix your mind to think like that. If you don't, you won't go get it. Opportunities will come by you and you'll pass it up trying to be spiritual. Trying to, well, you know, that, that, they offered me all this big position and all this money. I just feel like I might backslide if I get it. You were going to backslide if you didn't get the money. Yeah, you were going to backslide. It was already on your mind you were going to backslide. The money may have you did a little quicker, but you were going to do it anyway. So don't blame it on that. But I just want to stay saved and holy. Stay in the Word. Stay in church. You're going to be all right. Yeah, but I'm going around here riding around on skateboards and roller skates talking about this God best for me. It sounds crazy, but we got Christian things like that now. I'm going to take a vow of poverty. I'm just, just going to stay close to God. You can stay close to God. He's a spirit. Hmm? He's a spirit. I can't run over him in my car. <laughs> he is spirit. Remember when he raised from the dead, he just showed up in the room. He is a spirit. He just he had flesh and bone, but he just showed up in the room. Matter didn't matter. Physical matter didn't stop him. So if you got more than two dollars of roll together, it ain't gonna stop him. It ain't. I'm going to get in the word in a minute. I just, just want to talk to us for a little bit because Christians, I mean, we have some, I mean, we pray some of the, some prayers, but the way we talk is ridiculous. You pray for God to move and for God to build and for God to do this, but it's always got to be somebody else across town to bring it to you. Damn, yeah. God, we need to build this in the church. God, we need this to happen. We need this. But you believe in him to touch somebody way over yonder to bring it because you ain't got nothing to bring to it. If he going to touch somebody hard to bring something to the ministry, why couldn't he touch me? Why couldn't he increase me? Why couldn't he build me up? Well, I just break the church off. Because, see, I, I'm, I tell my wife all the time, I'm, I'm, I want to get to that place when I give, I'm paying off houses. Amen. You know what I mean? Now they're struggling to get $50 together and try to help you on your light bill. You know, when you got to grow, we start somewhere. But I, mean, I ain't, they ain't, they ain't doing that for me. I mean, I, I wanted to be said that when, when we leave that God did something. I mean, the dope man can do that. The dope man do better than that. Well, I ain't going all that. That's private, <laughs> private business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good Lord. Let's go, let's go to the word. Galatians chapter 3. Hallelujah. And we're going to start at verse 7. As most people say, we probably already preached the sermon. Now we're going to try to prove all of this that we just said. My God, this will be part two of Christ, our covenant connection. Hallelujah. Galatians 3, let's look at verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of faith. I mean, are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, 
preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Verse 10, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Verse 11, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Verse 13, and Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Notice Gentiles come up on the Gentiles. That, that would be us. Gentile basically just anybody that was not a Jew by, by birth. You're not a Jew by birth, but I want you to know that by spirit and faith, you are Jewish people. You are part of the Hebrew nation. You, 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 you have to think like that. When you hear your, your, your little friends and everybody trying to talk about, you know, the Jews and all that, you got to realize there's some of my kin folks there. If you read the word, there's some of your kin people. Now, you got your swastikas and you want to be against them. That's your cousin them you're playing with. <laughs> that's who you savior. He come out of that line. He's the king of the Jews. That wasn't just written for a joke. So I wonder how Christians, you know, you got Christians, Christians fighting against them. But my God, that's your Savior's people. That's just, once again, you wonder how people figure the stuff. They figure, all right, 15, said, Brother, I speak after the man of men, though it be but a man's covenant. Yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Verse 16, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds, and as of many, but as of one, and to the seed which is Christ. Verse 17. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul, that it should make the promise of none effect. Verse 18. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of the promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Praise God. A couple things we want to say. Like I said, I'm not going to go over everything. If you get part one, what we did the other Wednesday would help you out. First point we want to make is that Christ is our uh, connection to heaven's best and earth's best. Say that again. When you come into Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is a connector. He connects us to heaven's best and to earth's best. He does that through Abraham. I, I talked about this on Wednesday night that, that, uh, that I found that Jesus connects us to three, at least three, maybe more, but at least three major uh, biblical figures. We talked about David. Uh, we talked about um, Abraham. Who was the other person that we talked about? We talked about David, Abraham, and Adam. We talked about Adam. He connects us to Adam. Jesus is known as the last Adam. So when you think about his, the Bible talks about that what, <clears throat> what the first Adam did he brought death. But the second, second, or the last Adam, remember that from years ago, the last Adam, he was a life-giving agent. So Jesus connects us to Adam. And when I say he connects us to Adam, I don't want you to think about Adam in death, but I want you to think he takes you back to Adam before there was sin. 
And that's where your mindset has to get if you're going to walk in and take, I mean, and take what God has for you, that when Christ connects me to these people, he's connecting me to Adam before sin. See, we always talk about Adam, you know, where he sinned and he messed it up for us. You know what I mean? And that's true. You know what I mean? Because we came out of him. But Christ takes us back before the fall. Christ, we just read in Galatians that he's redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ takes us back to Adam when there was no sin. Christ takes us back to Adam when there was just fellowship with him and God. And all he knew was good God and life. And you have to fix your mind to think like that, that there's God, good, and life is what I'm supposed to get. Now, the same way there was a devil roaming around in the Garden of Eden, you got a devil running run around down here in Bremen or in Noonan or in Villarica, wherever you may stay. You got a devil roaming around trying to whisper in your ear. Now, he ain't, in a, he, ain't in a, he ain't in a blue suit like Bremen Blue Devils or like the Bowden Red Devils like that. But he come up with a three-piece suit on trying to tell you that you can't have what God said you could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, a lot of times he show up on Sunday morning and he show up at them funerals real strong. I, let me keep on going, but he show up real strong. Hallelujah. He connects us to Adam. Then secondly, he connects us to David. Connects us to David. I'm not going to go into all the scripture that get part one, but connects us to David. David represents kingship and worship and anointing. Kingship, worship, and anointing. Adam is sonship, dominion and authority. Thirdly, we're going to kind of deal with just for a moment. He connects us to Abraham. We just read a lot about Abraham. When you think about Abraham, Christ connecting you to Abraham. He connects us to Abraham. He says that if you be in Christ, then are you Abraham's seed. Those that be of faith, you're blessed with Abraham. You just can't read over that just like that's just a little scripture. He's telling you something belongs to you. He's, he's, he's telling you because you have made a choice, now you have access to something. Hmm. Yeah, glory to God. That's, that's what he's telling you as Christians. That's why he says, read this book, meditate it a day. You ever thought about how, how important the word of God is? When he was talking to Joshua, he told him that Joshua was getting ready to go into war. Now, he didn't tell Joshua to go, to, to go sharpen up his bows and get his nine millimeter right. You know what I mean? He didn't tell him none of that. He said, you get in this book and you meditate in this book day and night. I can't get my people to stay in the book for half five minutes. He told Joshua to meditate in the day and night. That's why that's going to cause you to be successful. You'll spend four years going to some college somewhere and won't read the Bible with five minutes a month. Nothing wrong with college. I might go back and get me a little bit more. My wife going to make me. I got to. <laughs> got to. But as Christians won't stay in this book and find out what belongs. You know, it's just like I told the story before about uh, about car insurance that I had. Me and my brother, actually it was me by myself, my car broke down. When I had, I think I had a Cadillac or something like that, but it broke down somewhere. And uh, I called my brother. I was like, man, you had to come down here. I think I was, matter of fact, I think that's when I was dating my wife before we got married. I was going down there to see her or something, and it broke down. And I was like, man, you had to come get me, man. This old car done quit on me down here. The radiator went bad or something like that. So I'm trying to call a record service and trying to find somebody to come tow, you know, all that stuff. And he's like, well, brother, uh, don't, don't you have at the time, I don't get no plug, but at the time it was State Farm Insurance. We were not with them any longer. But he said, well, don't you have State Farm? I said, yeah. He said, well, uh, that's the same insurance we got. They have um, roadside assistance, you know, and they'll come and get your car and it's already paid for. I'm like, really? I didn't read that far. LAUGHTER 
<laughs> you know, I just saw I had paid my monthly premium and I was, all right then, I got insurance, I'm legal. <laughs> we legal now, let's ride, we legal. But, and that's how most Christians do. I ain't going to hell now. I'm not going to hell now, but it's a lot more in the book that belongs to you. Huh? Good God. Hallelujah. So with Abraham, we want to think about ownership. Think about ownership. Think about blessings. Think about promises. Think about covenants. Think about faith. A couple things that God gave the, uh, you can kind of write this down real quick. A couple things God gave the, uh, Abraham that belongs to us in Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. He tells him, I'm going to make you a great nation. I mean, make you a great people. That's what he's basically saying. Nation means people. Says, I will bless thee. Say, I'm going to bless you. That means I'm going to empower you. Blessing just simply means empower to prosper. Yeah. That I'm with you to help you do what I called you to do. I ain't, I'm not going to help you go open a pornography house now. You know, don't go crazy. I mean, he's not going to go help you open up a liquor joint, help you sell more cocaine than you ever sold. But if you get in line with what he called you to do, I've empowered you to do that. That's where those witty ideas and them inventions come from. You know, I was just thinking the other day, and this thought, that's where that comes from when you get in line with his will. Now, he ain't going to help you do your dirt now. He just ain't going to do that. He said, I'll make your name great. And you have to understand, your name being great doesn't always mean it's going to be great in the, in the mouth of people. That's one thing Christians got to get out of that. We, we want to we make sure everybody in the world and everybody just love us. Well, you thank God if they do. But you have to understand that your religion that you believe in, it really is a militant religion. It really is a militant religion, and the things that you talk about goes against the majority of everything that the world talks about. We don't die when they say we should die. We don't cry when they say we should cry. We got a different outlook about everything. When my mama passed away, I didn't almost blow my brains out and go crazy. I knew what my mother would because of the word of God. I, I didn't have, I didn't, nothing wrong with grief, grieving, you know what I mean? But I'm not finna go too far. You know, I, I said some tear, I know how to cry. I did some of that. But you know what I mean? But I'm not finna get no gun and go crazy because I know, you know, the truth because of the word. My response is different because of the word. You see, and people gonna look at you strange, strange. I almost said strange, but they're gonna look at you strange. Because you respond differently. I never forget when I was down at West Central, uh, one of the classes I was taking down there, uh, oh my God, what were we talking about? Perceptions and you know how everybody has a different opinion and different things like that. And I remember when a young lady, she stood up in the class, because that was, that, was, that was in 09, 2009. And I think that's when, when the, when the uh, depression in the bottom really start, just started to fall out. And she stood up in the class, she was like, well, you know, everybody's terrified. Everybody is just scared to death. You know, that's what she said. And, you know, I, you did, I try not to say much in the class because, you know, I'm a preacher. So I got to keep my words to a minimum because something will start bubbling. And I had to just, you know, I don't try to do a lot. Of, I just sit right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get on out get my grade. But that day I had to raise my finger. I said, may I say something, please? Well, yes, you may. I said, ma'am, excuse you, but uh, everybody's not terrified. Everybody's hope is not in the same thing. For some, you know, some people that, that are like salesmen, you know, some of you in here might be people that own land and property, you selling houses. Well, if I can bring that lie to you because the truth of the matter for you, if you're selling homes, uh, it may be a good time. Yeah. Or if you're buying houses, they say this is a buyer's market, it's a good time for you. Because yeah. the house that once was 250000 we might get it for 100000 yeah. So you can't tell me, uh, I'm walking around in terror, I'm kind of happy. 
Hmm? Perception is totally different. All right, let me keep going. He told Abraham, he said, you will be a blessing. He said, I'll make you a blessing. I will bless them that bless you. The sixth thing he told them, I will curse them that curse you. You ain't got to worry about people trying to get at you. I see the most Christians trying to fight and act crazy. Do you read your Bible still? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Put your gun up unless they come in your yard in your house. Unless they coming in your yard in your house, trying to get in your house, I'm going to help your lead intake for the day. This past, this, let me go ahead and give my little banner at the front statement. All of these statements that are made are those of Samuel Hudson and not of the rest. <laughs> but Pastor Hudson will help you with your lead intake. And maybe the Holy Spirit, I'll raise you up, but if not, we're going to call the folks because you're going to get some lead. Y'all, y'all forgive me. Verse number seven, the seventh thing that he did, he said, in you shall all families of the earth be, earth be blessed. Understand that in you there is a blessing. Yeah. In you, it's something in you that some, Christ has placed. It, it has an inheritance that's in the same. Now, this is yours by way through Abraham. Christ connects us to Abraham. He connect, See, when Christ connects us to these uh, past people, he does it so he can give us a picture. See, you don't read the Bible just to learn old Bible story. I mean, that was one of the biggest things. We went to Sunday school for all those years, and the only thing you came out saying, Noah built the boat. <laughs> Daniel in the line, then Daniel in the line, then Dan Noah built the boat. Noah built the boat. Okay. I know God meant more than me to have a jingle. It's got to be more in this than just that. You know what I mean? So when you read, oh, oh, let me see what happened. Okay. So he said, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In you, by being in Christ, there's a blessing in you. Amen. So that cuts out the little worthless. You know what I mean? I, 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 don't, I don't value much. You know, I ain't been saved but a little while. And, you know, it's just a little old me. The devil is a lie. You have a blessing in you in Christ. There's something valuable in you. There's a wisdom in you that somebody's waiting on. In you should be a blessing for families. Hallelujah. Understand, so when we see right here in this, in, that's Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, at least seven things that God says that he was going to do for Abraham. You being in Christ, that relates to you and I. That relates to you. And don't get caught up when I'm not a pastor. That's why a lot of Christians miss it because you see your pastor ministers doing so. If, if, if you got a business, that's what he's talking about. You need the same wisdom that we need to run the house to run your business. That's an anointing for you to prosper in your business just like we're trying to prosper in the ministry that God called us in. See, don't, so don't get caught up with it. Those preachers just get, I mean, we're just them preachers getting rich. Where's well, a lot of preachers that's broke as a joke? You see what I'm saying? So you don't get nothing special just because you're a preacher. Hmm? We have the same stuff I'm talking to you about. I practice this. You know what I mean? I, I, I practice this. I live by this. I mean, you know, and the more and the more I see crazy stuff happening, the more I grab hold of it. You know what I mean? I don't know what's happening to me, but it's like the more stuff happens around me, the more I grab hold of the word of God. The more, pe more I see people passing away, I'm like, God, I don't know what's happening over there, but your word still is true. I, I, you know, and sometimes it'll shake you. You have to test, you have to test yourself. I, I, I had a friend of mine uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, I knew it was an awesome Christian. 
You know what I mean? Awesome Christian. I mean, good, good God, one of the nicest people. I mean, Holy Ghost field, tongue talking, you know what I mean? But passed away. I mean, and, and for a moment, that kind of got me messed up. About, about 45 minutes, it had me messed up because I'm like, God, I don't understand. You know what I mean? I don't understand. He, he didn't give me all the answers. That ain't all my business. But he told me enough to let me know you don't know what was going on in their life. You don't know what they practice privately or how to, because you know it's easy to hallelujah in front of everybody. You know, I mean, it's real easy to shout and dance, but when the bullet, when the gun barrel faces your face and ain't nobody there but you, let's see what you say then. That's really where your faith really comes to work. I keep trying to tell people all this out here is cool, but when you're by yourself, what you gonna say? Have you got enough word on the inside of you that when hell is looking at you in your face, death is pointing you in your face, the doctor is giving you a report, have you got enough word on the inside of you and say, I think I shall live and not die? It's okay on Sunday morning. It's real cute and it make you look good in the community, but it ain't going to do nothing against the devil when you by yourself. Do you have enough word hid in your heart? That's what David was talking about. Your word have I hid in my heart so that I may not sin against you so that I won't miss the mark. I'm hiding his word. I ain't trying to be spiritual and deep. I don't care if you think I know it or not, but I'm going to keep on living and keep on growing and getting stronger and stronger. You can do what you want to do. I'm going to prove him. I'm going to prove him. I'm going to prove him. Because the Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. Hmm? See, you got to get to a place where you, if God said it, good God Almighty, God said it, and it's got to be some real to it. I mean, we got to stop tap-toeing around with church. I mean, come on now. You're already looking crazy coming to church anyway. That's the most foolish Christian. You might as well get real with it. God, I believe you. Something's happening when I put my tithe in the ground. Something has just not old religion. Something's happening. Money is coming to me. Blessing is mine. I believe because he said it. Hmm? Good God Almighty. And your relationship with God can't be based off of because you see a miracle. That's for baby Christians. That's how I, well, I saw sister so-and-so get healed. So now I believe. Okay, well. That's not the highest level of your faith. Hmm? Let, me, let me keep going. I got a lot of stuff here. We see in Genesis 13, Abraham, Abraham, God made him very rich in cattle. That's Ab- uh, Genesis 13, verse 2. It says Abraham was very rich in cattle, silver, and gold. That's prosperity. For those that fight against it for some reason, this funny, the people that fight against it are always begging you for an offering. You know what I mean? Don't, don't. We ain't about money. We don't need money. But I won't need you to give to this faith ministry. If, if, you, don't, if you don't give to this faith ministry, God, we not going to make it. It takes your gift to help us stay on the air. If you just see it in your heart to give us something. You just told me a while ago, you know what I mean? It ain't about money. We don't need no money. Hmm. The devil has tried to, to uh, what's the word, seduce and deduce Christians down to fish fries. Anytime the church want to raise money, we need to have a fish fry. Ain't nothing wrong with fish fry. I love them fish. Broad and grilled fish, you know what I mean? But now we can do better than a fish fry. Y'all, y'all going y'all gonna to still love me through? We can, I mean, we can have one. I mean, I'm all for the fish fry and the car wash. But now if we do what the Bible says, dude, we can come on up out of that hole. You done spent about $75, go buy all that stuff, and you ain't going to raise, but folks ain't going to buy about 10 sandwiches. 
And you done stayed out there all day in that hot sun, sweating, toning the mess to help. That's already 150. Well, I'm sorry. See, that's already, I done went in the hole already. On the do sweat now. See, I'm not, I'm not standing here all day with no fishing. Here goes $75 from the Hudson family. Here goes, how much you need? Here goes 200 from the, huh? From the Hudson and the Stroud Foundation. And we going, let's go to the movies. Can we go to the movies? And get in some air conditioning. Just do what the words say. That's, Christians, it's, it's harder not to do the word. I mean, really, I mean, I work, I ain't up standing up there all day at 95 degrees up there frying fish. I don't even cook that much at home, fine. You can, I mean, ain't fussy, I'm just saying. Huh? The Bible says, good God. Genesis 14, Abraham, listen to this, this is real good about, about Abraham. Abraham takes 318 house servants. This is Genesis chapter 14 takes 318 house servants and defeats four kings. Now, that, now just 318 by himself, that already sounds awesome, but you all, when you read the text, you realize that it was five other kings that couldn't handle those four. Let me say it again. Abraham takes 318 household servants, defeats four kings with five other kings with armies. Horses and whatever they use couldn't handle them. Special favor upon Abraham. Amen. That same faith. See, that expect. You know, the, the, the Hebrew people, they didn't expect to lose. We almost been conditioned down where you expect where you win some, you lose some. That's how we think until it comes to your son or your daughter. I can't lose. I got to, I got to shabak the heavens now. No, but you teach people crazy. You win some, you lose some. That can't be your mentality. So how you know which one you're supposed to fight the hardest for? Jesus. Jesus. Hmm. I just thought that was interesting to me. So understand Jesus connects us to the blessings and empowerments, uh, powers and privileges and prosperity. These are earthly. Let me say this to you real clear. These are earthly things, earthly blessings through Abraham. This is stuff that happens in the earth realm. But I said Jesus connects us to heaven's best and also to earth's best. So he connects us to earth's best through Abraham. The, see, God doesn't really do it all over and over again. Have you learned that as you read through the scripture? He, he doesn't just really do it over and over again. He'll do it one time and he just uses it over and over again. Hmm? So through Abraham, we're connected to earth's best. But now when you get into Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, Blessed be out of the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So Jesus is the connector to the best of the earth and the best of heaven. If my money can't do it. Oh, Lord, I ain't going to hoop. <laughs> if my money can't get it done. Hmm, I got some Holy Ghost power. Mm -hmm. When the therapist can't figure out what's going on with my child. I got Holy Ghost power. That means gifts of the spirit. I'm connected to them. They're at my expense. I, I, I can use them. I can call on the Holy Ghost when my money can't do it. Christ connects me to both sides. So that really sounds like I really just not going to lose. If the spirit can't do it, my money will do it. If my money don't do it, the spirit, how can I lose? If I can't pray enough by myself, I can call some people and they'll pray with me. Sound like this Christian thing really got it whooped when you think about it. 
Good God Almighty, hallelujah. Getting ready to close. Give me, I got a few more minutes, Pastor. I'm good. You got a few more minutes? So you see, Jesus connects us to earthly blessings and to spiritual blessings. You need all of those. All of those. You have to realize that those belong to you. But now this always takes me back to my favorite thing. We always talk about faith. Understand, all of these promises are by faith. Every promise, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14, he's talking about, he, he talks about the promise of the Spirit. But in that verse, he shows you a principle. You can write that down or listen to the CD or online. But Galatians 3 and 14, it shows you a principle that you receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. But every promise of God, personal promises, are received by your faith. I did say personal promises because there are some things that God said he was going to do. You don't have anything to do with it. See, I'm going to say some things that we, so you understand that. But there's some things God said now, the, the return of Jesus Christ, we, he's coming whether you're ready or not. I hear people saying, well, Jesus ain't going to come back to the church, get ready. You must be crazy. What scripture does that make sense from? He's not coming back to the church, get ready. God has a time clock. That's why he got us waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning, praying, calling, texting, doing emails, doing websites, trying to get you to come to Jesus because there's a time clock. And whether you read it or you not, he's coming. Amen. There was five, ten virgins, one, five were foolish and five were wise. He didn't change the bridal party because the five foolish weren't ready. Amen. Let's keep going. That ain't what I want to talk about, but good God. So these principles that I'm talking about, they come by faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, faith is how we please God. Just real short, we're talking about faith. You know what we're talking about? Faith is talking about a confidence in God, a persuasion in God. I'm confident that what he said, he's able to do it. That's really what we're talking about, faith. I'm confident, and that faith and that confidence pushes me into an action to respond, to respond, Okay. So faith, I said this before, but faith is the currency of the kingdom. Anything the kingdom offers can be purchased with our faith. Romans 3 and 3 says faith is what God used. Faith is of God. God used faith when he created the world. I'm not going to go into all of this stuff, but we know we're sons in his image. We're made in his likeness. We should operate like he operated, by faith. Romans chapter 3 and verse 27 says faith is the law. Romans 3, verse 27 says, faith is a law. You know a law will work for anybody, black, white, whatever. If you, it's a law, it's going to work. Especially when some money involved, you go out there and run the uh, speed limit, they will get you no matter who you are. It's a law. I can go to Texas, California, different little, kind of, you know, they set up a little differently, but if I break the laws, I'm still going to get the result of that law. So faith is a law. So it's not, it's not, it's not regated down to uh, 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 preachers or prophets. Anybody that can grab hold of this word, it'll work for you. Amen. That's what God wants to get to. Anybody that'll take enough gumption, as my daddy would say, and believe God, it'll work for you. Amen. Good God Almighty. So faith is a law. Understand the will of God in our personal lives is an automatic. Say it real slow. The will of God in our personal lives, it is not automatic, but must be activated even though we have access. Say that again. The will of God in our personal lives is not automatic. It is not automatic. And Christians, well, you know, if God want me to get saved, he'll save me. 
If God won't, if it be the Lord's will, he'll do it. Well, he, he quotes out through the scripture what his will is. He said, I wish that none should perish, but that all should come to self. So that's his will, that you not be lost, that you not perish in any kind of way. But there are thousands and countless of people perishing every day. Matter of fact, if you had not accepted Jesus Christ, you would be still perishing. But you made a choice when you heard his voice. The will of God is not automatically done in your personal life. Just because you're born again does not make it so. Well, I'm saying I love Jesus. It's almost like this. When you get born again, it's like a person that gets a new job. And if you got a, a good job, I ain't talking about these bootleg jobs, but a good job, they're going to offer you insurance. Y'all excuse me, you know. They're going to offer, most of them offer you some, well, nowadays things are kind of changed, but they offer you insurance and you know, packages and 401k and all these things like that. Well, just because you got the job, you still have to go and sign up. You know, for life insurance, they have like a signing. You know, hey, you know, April is coming around. You get the, uh, what is the word? You get the uh, enrollment time, you know, but you still have to enroll. I still am an employee of this company, but I have to enroll in these other benefits. Now, you born again, you said, Jesus, be my Lord. You are now an employee of the kingdom, but their benefits, you have to enroll in and you do it by your faith. That's why you can be in the same church and you have 50 people on 50 different levels in their life. We stand up and praise God and worship God. It's crazy if you think about it. We all stand up and worship God at the same time. But if you go down the road, you got one person over here can't pay their bill, another person about to die of cancer, another person their house falling apart, and another person everything is just going good. You got a whole row that really believe God and things are just working out. Every time you hear them, they got a testimony of faith. In the same church, praising the same God. Why is that? Because somebody takes hold and takes some initiative to do something. Let me keep going. So it's the will of God in our personal lives. Notice I said personal because there's some things that God going to have cause to happen and we can't. We have nothing to do with that. So the will of God in our personal lives isn't automatic, but must be activated even though we have access. Remember in Matthew 6 and 6, Jesus tells us to pray God's will into the earth. Y'all read the Bible, Matthew 6 and 6. He said, pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, teach us to pray. Pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He gives us an idea that God's will in heaven, he wants it down here, but he needs a channel for it to come through. And your prayers and your words and your actions are ways that it gets through. That's the same way sin came into the earth. It entered in through man, death and sin entered in through a man. So the blessings enter in through a man. The goodness enters in through a man. Can you, can you, can you, can you understand that? All right. My God. Romans 10 and 17 says faith comes by hearing. But then 2 Corinthians 4, 4 and 13 says that faith is activated when we speak what we believe. Y'all know uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 13 that says what we believe and therefore we speak. This is the spirit of faith. Understand that our faith must be activated. Said it's real slow and get ready to close because I feel we're on the other part. <laughs> Your faith must be activated. Let me tell you a story and I'll close. This has this become one of my favorite stories in the Bible. But if you read this in your own leisure time, uh, Numbers chapter 13, it gives a story about the children of Israel uh, when Moses was trying to lead them into the promised land. Those that read the Bible, you notice that 
all the way through the, uh, the laws of Moses, God was telling them, I'm going to take you to the Canaan land, promised land, land that flows with milk and honey, the fruit thereof. You know, when, when you get in Numbers 13, when they, go, when they send the scouts out, they say they, when they went to uh, get the fruit, say it took two of them to bring the fruit back over. Y- y'all read that before? All right, but notice in that story, even though God had said that I promised you the land. Matter of fact, God got so deep when he said that I promised you the land, he, he prophesied Canaan land through Abraham. Do y'all remember the story of Abraham when it says God put him in a deep sleep and he said this darkness came over him. He said your people shall sojourn in the land for 430 years, but then they're going to come out with great substance and they're going to come in this very land where you are. They're going to walk here. This land have I given to them as an inheritance. He prophesied through Abraham. This is yours. I hope y'all get this today. This is yours. This belongs to you. He spoke it over and over again. This is yours. So we get to Numbers chapter 13, and here we are at the promised land where God said, and they're getting ready to go get it, and so they send the scouts out. The scouts go to check out the land, and when they get there, they come back. They first start off like most Christians do. Well, it's just like God said. You know what I mean? I'm going to be able to start the business. It's, it's going to work out. But then in the second, the sixth month, money don't roll in like you thought it would. I don't think this business is going to make it. Now, you just testified on Sunday the Lord gave you a word. I'm going to start my business, and it's going. the Lord told me. He showed me where to go. This is it right here. Two months later, I don't think we're going to make it. Now, that's how they did. They went, in the, they went in the, matter of fact, even before two months, they went in the promised land and saw it, came back. Well, it's just like God said. Then, after one verse, they gave about three or four more verses of, it was some big old people over there. That's Simeon Hudson translation. <laughs> I'm trying to cut. That, that's what they basically said. It was some big old people over there, Jesus. I mean, I, I mean, I saw different kind of big people. <laughs> just they just real big over there. And when I looked at those people, Jesus, I looked like a grasshopper in their sight. So therefore, we cannot go get that land. <laughs> now, maybe you got a little place down around Jerusalem that we can get. And we could go there, but we can't get this land that you done told us about. The point I'm trying to make is, even though God had prophesied it, even though he had spoken over and over and over again, and you shouted and danced with Miriam, with the, with the tambles, and they danced about coming out of Egypt and going into that land. But when it got time to go into that land and possess it, because they didn't speak it. Because they didn't speak it. Huh? That's where their faith got hung up at. Faith comes by hearing, but faith is activated when I start saying what I believe. See, they got to the promised land instead of saying, God, it's it's big, there's giants in the land. They could have said that, but they should have finished their testimony with, but my God shall. See, that's how your testimony has got to end. I know the doctor gave me a report, but my God shall. I am. See, it's got the end. We can talk about our problems for a little while. Ain't nothing wrong with that because we all go through some things in our lives. But at the end of your conversation, 
If you are real born, born again, bona fide faith, blood-bought Christian, it's got the end in what God said. I know I'm down right now, but according to the word of God, I've got to come up. I don't see where my help is going to come from, but the Bible tells me that all of my help coming from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I know I feel sick right now, but Isaiah 53 says, by his stripes, I am healed. Good God Almighty. I know it looks like I'm cursed, but the Bible tells me that I'm blessed. So it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before my situation turns around. And if you're waiting for the turnaround, you're going to miss it. Oh, yeah. If you're waiting for the turnaround in my life, you're going to miss it. See, that's where a lot of people fall off the bandwagon at because they're waiting for you to get better. They wait for things to work out in your life before they start celebrating you. Good God Almighty, but the Bible says Jesus, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. What does that tell me? He saw past. Oh, that'll preach by itself. <laughs> that'll preach all by He saw past. Yeah, I was doing it. You were still snorting cocaine. Uh-huh. You were still selling drugs. You were still down at the old house doing your thing. But God saw past. <sighs> And he died anyway. And I come to let you know today, even though you're in your situation right now, but your faith has got to see out of your situation. I'm not sitting up here telling you some stuff that just sounds good because I know what it's like to be on welfare. I know what it's like to have food stamps. I know what it's like to have all of this stuff like that. I know what it's like to be down there trying to get the, uh, the Department of Labor to give me a check. I need it. Come help me out. Nothing wrong with these things, but that's not the highest. That's not the highest. So my faith, even though I'm getting assistance and you're helping me now, my confession is, God, I see myself better. I see myself better. See, I, I just got a problem with people telling me how many people can come in my house and, you know what I mean, how much I can do. No, 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 no. I ain't going to give that much on me. I have who I want in my house because this is my money. This is what I did this. You ain't going to tell me I can only get $300 a month and I'm supposed to live off of What? Mm -mm. So my confession is better than where I am. My faith, even though pain comes in your body, my confession must be better than the pain. And my confession will cause me to see what I say. That's what stopped them in Numbers 13. If they would have started talking about it, sooner or later they would begin to see themselves. I can take this land. I am able. That sounds like Caleb who walked by faith. He said, we're well able to take it. That has to be your confession. I'm well able. Stand to your feet today. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.